Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Ad campaigns! Ad campaigns. We've done it before, we're going to do it again. We, we enjoyed it so much last time that we're doing it again. Yes. We're just going to go through a load of products people have given us on social media and just pitch ad campaigns for those products. Because, you know, it's all very well and good trying to have your artistic vision recognised by the Hollywood elite. Mm. But it's far easier for you to have your terrible uh, ad campaign ideas picked up by someone in corporate who doesn't know what they're looking at. Well, the thing is, for our, our production company, Life's a Pitch Studios, yeah. this could be our bread and butter. Exactly. This is where we this is where we get the money to produce the real absolute stonkers. Yeah, this is just the sort of like corporations come to us got got an idea for an ad. Yeah. Well, we've got a product. Yeah. You've got to come up with an idea yeah. for an ad. And, help, help, uh, help me sell these beans. Yeah. Individually. <laughs> yeah. And um, we go, well, one bean <laughs> is all you need. For, for when, for when it, two beans is too many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be pitching ad campaigns. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we, we, we love doing it. Sometimes we do it off, off our own back. Mm. Um, uh, and, and and this week uh, we've already started you won't have heard it but um, if you want to go to the deleted scenes you can hear us pitching an ad campaign for one bean one we bean. are so excited to pitch ad campaigns that we just do it in our spare time exactly exactly and uh, the wonderful listeners have given us products that we need to pitch ad campaigns for this week they've got in touch with us on facebook facebook.com forward slash life's pitch podcast and twitter twitter at life's a pitch show um, so yeah, shall we get on with some ad campaigns? Let's do it. I, I want I want to provide a service to the corporate world right now. I want to <laughs> I want to increase the utility of Life's a Pitch Productions. So do I. Yeah. So do I. That's why we're here. It's we're six years in. <laughs> we better start making some revenue. Rub, rubs fingers together yeah. in the universal sign for money. Slaps the suspenders. Yep. So from Phil Walters, we've got Visit Sheffield. <laughs> Visit she- you want to try and get us to sell Sheffield? Yes. Well, uh, you come meet the Life's a Pitch Boys. Our our hometown yes. of Sheffield. Yes, in so, the north of England. So, because I've been thinking about this one since I saw it a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> What has Sheffield got that nowhere in the world has? Secret rivers. Secret rivers? Yeah. What, what do you mean? It's got secret rivers got underneath secret the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, actually, the first thing I thought, and then I dismissed it out of hand, yeah. was... Uh, Megatron. Yeah, yeah, but we've got Megatron. Megatron. Which is the name of the secret river underneath the city. Yes, and we're not joking about this. If you live in Sheffield, you've probably heard about it. Yeah. Everyone else, no idea. So here's the ad campaign from my perspective. Yeah. Is around Sheffield, we start dotting, um, like, hands poking up out of install- art installations mm. of giant robotic hands or, like, the fingertips and stuff poking out of the pavements. <laughs> 
Yeah. In car parks and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just like cars driving into them <laughs> yeah. in the car parks. Well, yeah. I mean, you can see it, so you yeah, probably yeah. won't drive into it, but we could even put, like, t- danger tape around it. Yeah. You know, we put those in, and then we, we just, let, like, slowly... You know, like those obelisks back in the uh, back, uh, like oh, back uh, last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about them the other day. Like, what happened with that? It was Auntie Donna, wasn't it? It was just Auntie Donna. <laughs> it was just Auntie okay. Donna. Yeah, I don't think it was actually just Auntie Donna, but they did make one. <laughs> they did put one in. in Everyone thought it was going to be a sign for the end of the world. No, no, it just, was. It was just people just wanted to do it. Just silver stuff. Yeah, just fun, shiny, make shiny good fun. Tin foil. Um. So <laughs> anyway, tin foil Doblerone. In a similar way, we expect these things to just start like gaining traction on Reddit as people wonder what's yeah. going on. What are these robot hands doing in Sheffield? Yeah, yeah. What are these? Why? Why a random robot hand? Or even just like bits of pointy metal, right? It'll get people coming. Not just that, right? That's the thing. It's, it's not just that um, people will come and try and see what they are. Yeah. Because that's great, right? But in many ways, it could just be shards of pointy metal, right? Yeah. Because because. You think about a transformer. If you pointed a knee out, you would not recognise that as a knee. Yeah, exactly. What what is Sheffield known for if not its steel industry? Exactly. These stainless, brushed steel, chrome uh, shards, shards sticking yeah. out of the ground. Very sharp at a dangerous level. Gun barrels, missile yep. pods sticking out of corners. Yep. Just just bits of of what you would assume is Michael Bay's Transformers. Yeah. And then slowly we start to like unveil little, little symbols, little whatever it's called, the Megatron mm. symbol or whatever they're called. I don't know anything about Transformers. <laughs> Megatron symbol. Yeah, you know the one, the, the Transformer bot symbol. Oh, right, yes. I thought you meant something Sheffield related for no, a bit then. No. Um, the, uh, Decepticons. And, or the Decepticons and Autobots. the Autobots. They're the yeah. good ones, aren't they? Autobots. Yeah, so, so you so. get the Autobot symbol and you've got them, like, it's, it's basically Megatron. Megatron's face anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you uh, you have that on one of them, and then it's like, oh, Megatron. Megatron. And people start searching Megatron Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then um, they they start, like, going, oh, what the hell is this secret river called the Megatron? And then they go down there, mm. and we've created a museum experience of Sheffield, of an alternate history of Sheffield, which is where the original, uh, the original Transformers were, yeah. like where they crashed before time, before humans existed. Yeah, that's why they call it the Megatron. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's a storm drain. Yes, is, really, is yeah. what Megatron is. It's a storm drain. Um, I'm I'm liking this idea. I'm I'm liking the sort of level we're at yep. with it. I think, I think. Sheffield, if anything, yeah. needs a Mothman style cryptid. Yes. To bring more weird tourists. So who better than Optimus Prime? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I just love the idea of like a list on those cryptids uh, like Loch Ness, <laughs> Mothman, Bigfoot. Optimus Prime. He's just hanging out in Sheffield somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. The thing is, Optimus Prime <laughs> tends to be just a lorry. <laughs> yeah, we just put a lorry in the storm drain. <laughs> we have a lorry driving round Sheffield. <laughs> no, no, it's not even driving round. It's dormant. It's just a lorry. <laughs> it's just a lorry. Yeah. Painted red and blue. If you've seen 
a red and blue lorry in Sheffield. Take a photo. Yeah. And send it to us. Um, <laughs> we'll use it in the Visit Sheffield tourist uh, tourist adverts. There you go. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's the Visit Sheffield campaign. Uh, what are we going to call this whole campaign? Is it called the, um, the Secret History of Megatron? <laughs> Sheffield. Deceptively good. Deceptively. Connolly good. Deceptic Connolly good. You've got to get Billy Connolly in, involved somehow. Yeah, yeah, Deceptic like, Connolly. Hey, I'm a transformer. <laughs> like to have sex with my wife. <laughs> transformer. Uh, I think I think that's it. I think that'll that'll help. Yeah. I mean, some people come to see that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Sheffield City Council, if you're listening. Yeah. We live in Sheffield. Uh, help us out. Yeah, stimulate by... stimulate the local economy after this terrible pandemic we've we're in. Oh yeah, are we in a pandemic? Yeah, <laughs> stimulate stimulate the local economy. Yeah, do it. go on, go on. Yeah, do it, do it. Sheffield City Council, do it. Pay us. Crawl down to help out. <laughs> Crawl down a storm drain to help out. Yeah. That's the best I could come up with in such such short notice. We could, get, could even get local YouTuber Patrick Dickinson to uh, oh, yes. to, to be like, get a lot of these. Oh, Patrick oh. Dickinson. He's, he's sailing his little dinghy down the down the Megatron. He's like, oh. what's that? I can't believe there's a giant lorry down here. <laughs> get a load of those headlamps. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh yes! Oh, I love Patrick Dickinson. <laughs> Me too. He's so good. If, if you ever, if you ever want to just get a feeling for the heart of Sheffield, just watch Patrick Dickinson on YouTube, and you'll you'll be there. That was going to be my second pick. <laughs> just, Sheffield, just Patrick, just Patrick Dickinson, <laughs> just just like boosting his YouTube. Uh, channel yeah, 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 yeah. because he's really good <laughs> he's just really good and he's just friendly and good and full of interesting tips yeah and, and he's content with just drinking a beer in a tent yeah <laughs> that's that's his life that he likes he's like made a bar in his he's made a pub in his shed yeah. and that's him happy he's amazing he's great he's, he's a he's a he's a citywide treasure <laughs> he's a gem yeah um so from Reese Howell we've got haunted ham Haunted ham? Okay, so I assume we've been uh, approached by someone who works, who, who, who owns a ham factory that has mm. somehow been part of a paranormal event that has left all this stock haunted. Yes, I, I think from what I heard... From what you heard, yeah. From yeah. what I heard. On the grapevine, yeah. Um... At this slaughterhouse, yeah, all the pigs died. Oh well, what? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How about like, like you, you know, you know when you see like diagrams of like how how the sausage gets made? Yeah, and it's like pigs go in, yeah, sausages come out, yeah. Apparently, in this place, all the pigs died. They all died in that in that building. Yeah, oh, the heck. And uh, and it's it's. Like all this ham that's uh, this guy's approached it. He's got a surplus of ham mm. because no one's wanted. It's like um, you know how when people say the house is haunted, yeah. the value of it, it, it just in America, yeah, because Americans are weird. Yeah, um, that actually no. In fact, 
I would want to pay less for a supposedly haunted house. Yeah, probably. Because I've I, seen, I mean, I've... generally, I would like to pay less for a house. Yes, of course. <laughs> what, why not? Um, and so, because I've seen supposedly haunted houses, and I would yeah. like, mm, I wouldn't pay full for that. Yeah, you want uh, you want at least fifty percent off this haunted house, but yes. We, it's our job to make not only the, it, them pay full price for Haunted House, mm. but to pay maybe even over the odds. Yeah. Right? Even more. We, we, we take the negative mm. aspect of the fact that this ham is haunted. Twinst it round. So, so we've got a, a better product. And I've got just the thing. Yeah. Haunted ham. Now, the problem is it's still haunted by the spirits of these pigs which is yeah. a, pro- a problem because every time they put this ham they've got it all in the way they've smoked it and all that stuff right mm. all the stuff you normally do for ham but every time they put it into a warehouse altogether it starts reforming itself into the shape of pigs so instant pet that's just what I was thinking as well you just send you send a small separated selection of this haunted ham mm. to someone and they reassemble. They open the. They open this. The they pull a little tab. Yeah. And it opens up the top like they're opening a yogurt pot. Yeah. It's like a muller corner. Yeah. Right. And the various parts start to reassemble themselves into a pig into made a of pig. ham. It made of made of just just ham parts. Yeah. Do you need to figure out if your if your ten year old is responsible enough for a pet, but don't want to endanger a living creature? Yeah. Instant in, ham. instant. Self-assembling <laughs> haunted ham, just haunted ham. Yeah, haunted ham. It'll <laughs> and it, there's there's like uh, parents with with kids who want a pet, yeah, but don't really trust them, yeah, uh, with that pet. And there's also pandemic on, loads of people at home alone, yeah, companion, companion, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a just a pig made a hammering around your house, yeah. That'll make make the days go faster, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Pigs are messy. <laughs> they are. They are going to be causing a right riot in your house. If you've ever wanted an entertaining, uh, if you wanted to go out, you know those those walks, right? Those those pandemic walks can get pretty yeah. boring, right? Yeah, yeah. Because everyone else has got a dog. Yeah. And you're out here just like, oh, well, I'm looking at their dog, but I can't get close enough. Can't touch the dog. Yeah. Could catch the naughty disease. Mm. Right. Get yourself a, ha- a haunted ham and take it for a walk. Those dogs will be on you in no time. Oh yeah, you'll be you'll be up to your neck in dogs. <laughs> they'll they'll love, ham. They'll love to come and visit. <laughs> and birds. Yeah. And like all, all just sorts. any any animal. Foxes really. will pop out of the pop out of the woodwork. Yeah. You'll have a you'll have a veritable bounty of of wildlife at your doorstep as soon as you get bring out the haunted ham. I know, and and the best thing about it is. Your house will smell like ham. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't want a a, a quite sort of wet, slippery, greasy pig running through the corridors of their house? Yeah. Squealing and then running at full pelt into a wall, right? Just catching on a a corner or whatever. Scattering into hundreds of pieces of wafer-thin ham. Yeah. And then reconstituting itself back into... A pig again. Yeah, I definitely want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would make my day much more exciting. 
<laughs> so, like, how are we going to get this? We, we, we've, we've got a brill product. And I think mm. if we sell it in those contexts, I think it's a brilliant, um, uh, it's a brilliant thing. What's going to happen in this ad campaign, though? Like, what are we going to put on TV? What are we going to put on the internet? Um, I, I think... I think this will go viral once someone buys it. Sure, sure. Someone will make a video of just that, right? Yeah. A pig running into a door just as someone opens it and then like trying to come to a stop but not managing it and ham flying absolutely everywhere and yeah. then slowly squelching itself back into a pig shape. Like, I think we market this purely on a, on a sort of viral YouTube thing. I'm thinking handheld footage. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, someone going, oh, my God, there's a there's a pig made of ham in my house! <laughs> um, and just footage of the actual product. And then, and then it goes black, yeah. right? And, like, the pig, the pig goes... Yeah. Like, like, uh, goes up to him, right? Yeah. He drops the phone, and you just like, oh, you hear him going, oh my goodness, oh, what's going on? Right, it's uh, we'll have um, uh, what's his name from uh, Hot Fuzz, Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent. He's like, oh goodness me, oh no, oh, 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 a couple of what's going, on? and then you kind of hear this going on, and then uh, he picks the phone back up, yeah, and he's like, oh. Oh hello there! Uh, it's just this this pig licking his face with a piece of ham yeah. as a tongue, you know, just because he's made a brand new friend. Yeah, and it's just Jim, and, we, um, and and it's like it, we have the next the next thing be him turning to camera like like he's doing a vlog. And he's like, mm. oh, I was very very lonely, and now I've got my haunted ham, <laughs> my haunted ham friend. It's definitely worth the money. <laughs> Um, and, and I guess maybe maybe we don't even say that he's bought it, right? Yeah. It's just that like we you you start it off like a cryptid, like a scary yeah. a scary thing. It's um it's like the Bloody Mary thing. Yeah. It's it's like you buy this ham from yes. this certain vendor. Yeah. And uh, and and then you've got to say the magic words or whatever. Yeah. You no, know, it is just you buy it from like you buy the ham from the vendor. Yeah. And and you know he got his at a discount rate, mm. but we have the plan straight away. Yeah. We're gonna say like, okay, sure, Aldi, you've been selling this ham as twenty five seventy five percent off mm. because it's haunted or whatever. But now. We've had this plan for for ages. Yeah. You're gonna hike those prices up. Mm. The, the the moment the moment this gets on like Reddit yep. or something like that or like a like a like a scary spooky handheld footage forum. Yeah. Through the roof. We re- we restrict the supply. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We get the the the, the big pen. The mm. big haunted pen, and we just close it off and only provide one haunted ham to every shop. Yeah. So that everyone wants some the Nintendo strategy. Yeah. Manufacture scarcity. Yeah. And then and then we let the hogs out. Yeah, we let the hogs out. Yeah. Yeah. Once everyone wants one, then we let the hogs out. Yeah. I could imagine more videos will be popping up on YouTube of just like <laughs> people running from a from a stampede of hogs made of ham. Yeah. It's it's very similar to like Jumanji, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. In, uh, in maybe we could make a, a tie-in movie afterwards. Yeah, you know, because then 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 it means the product's got legs. Because frankly, we don't have control over producing more it's, of it. It's definitely got trotters. You're right. <laughs> like we can't do Haunted Ham Two Pig in the City because 
we You're can't right. make more haunted ham. Yeah. This one paranormal event has manifested these 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 pigs into in that tragic event where every pig in the abattoir died. <laughs> yeah, no. We don't know how to replicate that. Not so, one of them survived. Yeah. It was it was a tragedy. Absolute tragedy. So, um, you know, it, yeah, we we can't produce more. So we've got to make sure we hike the price, scarcify it as much as possible, and then residuals from the movie. That's how we really rake in the money. Mm. Also sell to vegetarians as well. Sure. Because, like, they're, eat- they're afraid of eating pigs. These pigs are already dead. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Just... I just realised what I said there. <laughs> <laughs> These pigs are already dead. I thought that was the bit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you just realised the bit halfway through saying I, I, I started the bit and then I was like, wait, hang on, no, there's, a, there's another layer to this. <laughs> These pigs are already dead, Matt, so yeah. vegetarians won't even really be, <laughs> They'll be bothered. Fine. They'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Because these pigs that are running around, they're they're already. Normally, when they eat me, it's alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen a vegetarian scarf down on a bird that's just landed on the table. <laughs> just snatch it out of the air, and just yeah. gobble it down. Not with their hand, Matt, with their tongue. <laughs> yeah, well, you listen, Tom. You know they've got a different. They've got different physiology than us. Yeah, of course, of course. Is it uh, Piscopalian? Is it? What's Episcopalians? Yeah, the, the fish, the fish yeah, people. Yeah, the fish people. <laughs> yeah, people with gilts live yeah. underwater. I think they're Atlanteans. Technically, they're that's their Atlanteans. Yeah, they they prefer to be called Atlanteans. The people who eat fish. Yes, just fish and and nothing else. Ocean peoples. Ocean peoples. It's a weird one. Um, <laughs> from Sean Ashcroft, we've got the perfect slug trap the perfect slug trap and then they've written they've written <laughs> sort of almost in brackets afterwards which i think we could probably use as like the the tagline the, yeah, the slogan yeah, yeah. for for the perfect slug trap yeah come on who doesn't need that <laughs> come on who doesn't need that yeah <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's really really persuasive advertising isn't it come on who doesn't need that okay okay it is yeah good slogan yeah um so so i think um we uh a casino <laughs> no, on, wait, no, on, wait, wait, wait. on the las vegas strip i, I cannot wait we open this on a casino on the las vegas strip <laughs> yeah okay. las vegas casino is famous for for slug problems <laughs> what do you mean problems uh, <laughs> just infestations <laughs> so Las Vegas Casino right uh, there's there's all sorts going off it's a it's a thrumming vibrant uh, experience people are cheering and shouting and going come on come on I need yeah. a new pair of shoes and all that sort of thing yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're all shoeless yeah they've got no In, shoes on famously Daddy Las needs Vegas their parents are all shoeless yes daddy yeah. needs a new pair of shoes um, <laughs> all the fathers yeah in <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> you got orphans. Uh, did you I got refer orphans. to it as New Vegas earlier New Vegas, on? yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so Las Vegas Strip. Mm. Um, uh, and we cut to a, a blackjack table mm. upon which is sat a refined gentleman in a, in, in a pair of sunglasses. Um, maybe he's on a poker table. Uh, got a bow tie and a tuxedo on. Yeah. Played by... Um, 
Steve Buscemi, of course. Steve Buscemi, and, yeah. Um, the he's sitting across from, looking uh, kind of grimly and sort of like uh, meaningfully at um, Peter Serafinowicz. Okay. Who's got a scar right across his face? It, right? It's it's like he's like a Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're they're sort of they're kind of uh, looking at each other, sort of like eyeing each other up, and and he's like. Your, uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll call your, bl- I'll call your bluff," mm. says Steve Buscemi, and Peter Serafinowicz says, "You shouldn't have," and all, all this, all this stuff. It's all going off, right? And he uh, puts his hand down, and like Bond is is actually the winner. The Bond, Bond being Buscemi. Yeah, right? Buscemi's <laughs> yeah. the winner, right? That's that's the best casting for James Bond. Yeah, yet. Um, and so uh, we get that, and then like, um, Buscemi says. I'll take a quick break. You know, he's 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 just lost a hand, but he's like, I'm just gonna take a quick quick break, and he puts his hand uh, hand to his ear, mm. and he says, "I'm holding in for now. How are you getting along?" And we cut to we cut to Catherine Tate, who is <laughs> who is that's the person you went with, <laughs> who is uh, in full blackout gear. Yeah, um, she's she's dangling from a rooftop. Okay, um, like uh, from a vent, like a Mission Impossible, like character. a Mission Impossible character. Okay, and she's she's about she's going uh, like there's a laser grid below her. Yeah, and she's like I'm almost in. I need ten more minutes. And then he's like, I don't know if I can keep going for ten more minutes. I'm running out of money. Yeah, uh, and then, <laughs> it's then, just. He's better taking it, putting it all in every hand, <laughs> and um, uh, then finally, finally, he's like, um, she's like, okay, I've got the security down. You need to get in there now, right? He, he, Steve Buscemi walks. Uh, think like he's going to the toilet. He walks, but he slips behind. You know, he he drops a coin, yeah, right. Or a chip in front of the security guy who picks it up. The security guy walks over to the front. He slips in behind him. The door to the vault is open. Yeah. Right? He opens the door to the vault and slips inside, ready to get his prize. Uh Uh-oh. He's surrounded in a ring of salt. Oh, shit. Behind him, Peter Serafinowicz is standing Very good. Is Peter Serafinowicz now dressed in full gardener's gear? Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, of course. He's got a trowel. <laughs> yeah. Got uh, rubber gloves on, like yeah. really thick, thick rubber gloves, yeah. uh, overalls. Yeah, he's got a belt on, which has got like secateurs, and then um, uh, he's also got like a, a little a little pouch of plant food. Yeah, he's got a bit of sun cream on his cheeks. Yeah. Just there. Uh, <laughs> on his nose. And he's slow clapping. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve Buscemi is like, "Oh no, you got me!" <laughs> and he's like, "Try and get out of this one, slugs." And then it cuts back, and it's just a, Steve Buscemi is just a pile of slugs <laughs> in a slug trap. That is just a ring of salt. Yeah. That is just a ring of salt. There's there's nothing, there's no special product. It is just the concept of putting a ring of salt it's around just someone. A ring of salt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I really do love it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the world falls away and Come on. Vegas is a garden. Who doesn't need that? Come on, who doesn't need that? The <laughs> ultimate slug trap. Salt. Salt. There you go. It's an advert for the secondary use of salt. <laughs> it's 
something you probably already have. Yeah. But then again, they do that for like milk, milk and stuff, yeah. right? They do that for like meat. Uh, like meat is a good whatever. Like it, it's weird. But yeah. I mean, yeah, just the dairy farmers union or whatever. Just like, but it's just the salt farmers union. <laughs> salt farmers union. Yeah. Who farms salt? People who live in the salt flats, I assume. Uh, it's, yes. Just a block of salt flats. I'm I'm betting that's where we get all our salt from. <laughs> the salt flats. The salt are. flats, which are just like near uh, near Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Um, what about uh, Salt Salt Lake? There's a whole lake made of salt. Yeah. Um, the loads of places have got salt in them. Yeah, think about that. Uh, think about that. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's 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 the ad campaign <laughs> for, for the perfect slug trap. Yeah. Salt. Yeah, more uses than just a seasoning. <laughs> Even seasoned slugs will will hate it. I like it. Um, so from Ross underscore originals, we've got. Ultra sweat sportswear. Ultra sweat sportswear. Now, Matt, do you do a lot of exercise? You, None you do, at all. You do your Wii Fit. Yeah, I do my, I do my, I do my, yeah, my yes. Nintendo Switch Ring Fit. Yeah, situation. that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Or, or, or I would if I could find my dock. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just like, what is that console called now? Oh yeah, the Wii Fit. <laughs> I'll go with that yeah. because I am 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you like your wee fit? Because <laughs> um, I go running quite a bit. Yeah. And sort of I find myself sort of sweating at the end of the day. Yeah. And when, when I first read this, I was like, oh my God. Finally, some clothes that will make you look as though you've done a workout without, without having actually. To. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is a glow to people who have just done a big, a big workout. Yeah, that they look, they look exhausted, but also like refreshed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they look like they they know what they're doing. So what we want is let's just go through the things that we need to replicate with these things because mm. like uh, the things obviously we're not in charge of making this, we're in charge of advertising it. Yeah, yeah. But it's important to know the strengths of our product, right? Mm. The thing we're trying to replicate, I think, is red face. Yeah. Right. Very, very red face. Mm-hmm. Sweat beads coming down the forehead. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, there's a smell. Yeah. Of heat, sweat, and outside. Yeah. That we have to sort of like try to commingle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then uh, uh, like an like a like an aftershave. Almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to try and mel- meld those things. Mm. Um, and uh, what else? What what other sort of uh, things are we trying to replicate out, uh, um, in this? Pit stains. Pit stains. Pit stains. Well, those come even before you do anything. <laughs> the the these these this sweatwear is going to have pit stains baked in. Yeah. Patches of fabric that just dyed differently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Easy, mean, that one. Yeah, exactly. The way that we would make the red face and sweat, of course, mm. though, is just by making the collar really, really tight. Yeah. Because that'll make your head go red. Yeah. If you, if you can't, if you just really constrict the blood flow on, on the sides of the neck. Yeah. You, you, your, head, your face is going to go red. You're going to start sweating, mm-hmm. which is, we're half of the way there. Which is exactly what you need. Yeah. Um, who are we marketing this to? Because I'm, I'm thinking we're marketing this sort of, to sort of 20 to 40. 
Urban living. Yes. Two words. Urban living. I like it. I like okay. it. I think we're marketing this to, to people who don't have time to exercise. Living in each other's pockets. Exactly. Right? They're students. Yep. They are uh, living in apartments in New York. Yep. They are living in the city, working in the city, nine to five, eight to six, uh. every day, no time to get that jogging. Yeah, no time to get that jogging, but somehow, because you're living in a, in a crowded city, chances are you're going to meet someone you know. Bump into someone. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Maybe not even you know, the person you know. Maybe even... A person you want to get to know. Now let me tell let me ask you, Tom. A celebrity. Last time yeah. you watched a romantic comedy. That was the meeting between the two pers- prospective lovers. Mm. Was it did they were they both dressed very well for the occasion? Were they all dulled up when they first met? Or and you might call this a leading question. Were they disheveled in some way? Was one of them uh, in some way in a, in a compromised position? Did, had they just fallen over uh, and, and, and dropped their, their uh, shopping everywhere, right? Because being all puffed out with a red face and sweating and sweat pits, that, that is how you meet someone and leave a good first impression. Yeah. Um, the last romantic comedy I watched, what was the last... I think it was Chalet Psycho. Girl. Psycho. Is that what Chalet Girl. Chalet Girl is the last one I remember. Yes. Which, if you haven't seen Chalet Girl, don't watch it. It's, uh, it's it, well, I mean, it depends on what mood you're in. If you, if you want to watch a fucking terrible movie, watch Chalet Girl. <laughs> um, but in that, she is working hard and she's like burned as a cake or something. Is that right? <laughs> I, think, I don't remember. I don't uh, remember if there was a burnt cake. She's fallen over. Maybe she's fallen over on the ice. One of those two things on the ice? happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on the, she's just slipping she's, around on the snow. Felicity Jones is is a skateboard is an ex skateboard champion, right? Who, when accepting a job at a chalet in the Swiss Alps, she then gets into snowboarding. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't even know if there's a romantic subplot in it. There is. It's that one guy. It's that one guy it's, that... Oh, yeah, it's the dickhead yeah, guy. It's, it's, the rich, it's the rich guy. It's the rich guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to talk a bit about Shallow Girl. I don't. Because... This is going to be a one-sided conversation because I've seen three scenes. Because <laughs> I always found it amazing how she became this skateboard champion, yeah. right? And then when she goes to the Swiss Alps, she is amazed for the first time when she sees a snowboard. <laughs> it's like she, she doesn't know what a snowboard is. <laughs> She's never watched like any any kind of X Games style programming. It, literally. That's that's <laughs> how it's framed. It's really strange and unbelievable. I'm just like, of course snowboarding wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know, know snowboarding exists. <laughs> Where it was previously established that that she was an ex skateboarding champion. So let's get back. Yeah. Let's get back to these sweat garments. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> I, I just suddenly went to the went to the headspace of Chalet Girls, a really average movie. Um, let's get back to these sweat garments or whatever they're called. Ultra sweat sports wear. It's Ultra really, sweat. It's really hard to say. 
ultra sweat sportswear. What if, you know, one of the things that you sometimes look for in a potential partner, because I think this is part of it, right? Is that like showing that you, because you really, you could run in just your old gym shorts mm. and, a, and a white t-shirt, couldn't you? Yeah. You could. But people choose to have these lightweight things. They don't really affect your performance in any way. They're not that much more comfortable. They're just sort of there. They dry off slightly faster. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know because I've I do done it as well, yeah. right? In many ways, it's the look. It's like, I want to look like I'm a person who is running and I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. So what better way to do that than showing that you are extra hydrated, <laughs> right? Yeah. You are on top of your bodily fitness by staying extra hydrated how do you do that by running so hard that your pits start to spray so they install <laughs> a little camelback of water that's going to sort of start pumping when you go fat the faster you go the more it pumps water out the sides right so so we've moved from stuff that makes you look like you've just gone for a run yeah to when you're actually running in it it, it's, <laughs> it, it goes the extra mile yes exactly and you are like and we're, we're talking we're, we're targeting people here that are urban living they are in those dense new york streets right so everyone around you is gonna know that this is some powerful sweat <laughs> knows that you are running it's like running past a fire hydrant it's yeah. it's like you know it is powerful <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's like a burst fire hydrant has just ran past you yes exactly if, you, if you're on the street when someone runs by wearing ultra sweat sportswear exactly yeah um so, <laughs> so we've got slow-mo footage of, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just Dan say Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Radcliffe running with his arms up, <laughs> like up to his shoulders, like powerful jets. I, I can't describe the movement <laughs> I'm making now. He's, he's got his, his arms out at a ninety degree angle, like from his from his like hips. Yeah, and then um, he's 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 firing out a forty five degree angle, and then right, what happens is very much like. You know, uh, in the, that Spider-Man animated movie, um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yes. Where he's running to school and he's like, "Oh no, I'm going to get over this traffic jam or whatever," right? Yeah. In this case, Daniel Radcliffe's like, "Uh oh, I've got to run," but there's all these taxis across oh, the road, yeah. and he just goes, <laughs> right? Like he, go, he just <laughs> makes a big effort noise, and then the the jets shoot straight down and give him a big jump. Like one of those uh, hoverboards you see, you know, where it pumps water out yeah. through uh, through a pump in the ocean. Exactly. And it just shoots people around on his <laughs> hoverboard. Yeah, exactly that. I like it. I like it. And Daniel Radcliffe then, then pauses, looks at the camera, puts his thumbs up, <laughs> and then continues on his way. Yeah. Ultra sweat sportswear. And as he passes the camera, we pull focus to be behind him these soaked people just a crowd of soaked New Yorkers all with heart eyes like looking at him like oh he's so dreamy like of all of all like ages and genders and everything everyone on the street has heart eyes for Daniel Radcliffe exactly. who's just coated them with a powerful blast of water yeah water yeah 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 oh yeah no it is just water yeah, yeah. it's just water oh you can put salt in it if you want to make it realistic but... yeah I guess yeah yeah um, or you can just uh, run in regular cloves and then just sort of ring out the cloves once yeah. you're done with them into the bottle mm -hmm. so you've actually got sweat pumping out yeah if you want um, and uh, 
and I think we we don't stop there. This no. can help you in any situation yeah. because because like it exudes confidence. It does. You go into a job interview, business meeting, business meeting, um, first date, first date on the stage. Uh, you are um, at a tense poker game because you need to. Um, uh, kind of get information on a rival who has been running illegal activity and potentially a terrorist organisation on the other side of the table. I was, I was about to say undercover cops. Okay, well, yeah, sure. Um, as well, like, yeah, plenty of situations in which you need to come over confidence. Yeah. Um, or if, if you want to con someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the con is on. Yeah, if you want to hustle someone out of a lot of money, yeah. put this on. They'll believe you. You want to make that big sale? Mm. of that Honda Jazz yeah that, that's been sitting on the lot for ages and everyone at work says that it's impossible to shift and the person who who, who can shift it is going to get a bottle of champagne from the boss yeah you need that confidence you've had that. your eye on that champagne haven't you yeah yeah, yeah. it's a magnum it's yeah. two bottles of champagne in one Valentine's Day is coming up you don't want to spend a lot of money because you're confident, <laughs> and uh, I think I think Daniel Radcliffe goes up to these this couple who are buying that Honda, yeah. and just opens his armpits and just <laughs> shoots out water. Yeah, at him, and then and then they the, say, the "We'll take it." Yeah, yeah, we'll take it, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, ultra sweat sportswear. Yes, yeah. Thank you, Ross, for that one. <laughs> So that was all our products this week. Yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good fun. We, I think we've got some... I think we've shown in many ways that like, no matter what the, the, the market throws at us, that mm. we can come to it with, with a clarity of vision that really is going to make, make the corporate and the, and the commercial industry go wild for, these, for this ad, ad, ad campaign. It, it's our own brand yeah. of advertising, exactly. isn't it? That, yeah, that, yeah. People, that people come for, they recognise, and uh, they just recognise um, excellence. You will not forget these adverts. Life's a pitch guarantee. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When these the people will be talking about these adverts for years mm. once they're uh, once they're broadcast. Absolutely, yeah. Because the court cases will go on for years, but like even after that, people will talk about them. What's better, if not infamy? <laughs> <laughs> What's slightly better than famy? Hey, infamy. OJ sold a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, uh, right. <laughs> so. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Don't know why I had to respond to that, to be honest, Tom. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Tom, for being here on this podcast with me. (laughs) Thank me for being on the podcast with you. It feels weird not having anyone (laughs) to thank. thank. Yeah, we've had a couple of guests in in a row. It's been really fun. Uh, Yeah, thank you all for listening. And if you have enjoyed these ad things... Um, let us know to be honest uh, like the thing I want to say is just yeah just give us a shout on, on social media or whatever um, if you want more ad, ad campaign stuff let us know one way you can do that of course it, one way you can decide um, as to whether or not you want uh, more ad campaigns is by being one of our patrons because you get to vote on the genre every single week including when ad campaigns come up you can vote for them so mm. you get you get a say in the genre that uh, that pops up which is good news, right? It means you get more votes than your government gives you. <laughs> yeah, so... you, you get four votes a month for one dollar. 
how much are your taxes every year? Exactly. It's not as good a deal as the Life's a Pitch podcast Patreon, I tell you that. Definitely not, no. At certain levels, of course, you can also um, get bonus stuff and all that kind of thing. I'm not going to go into it today, but the important thing is that you also get your name read out if you become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and to become one of these fine people. Mm. Brandon Spanky Mills stole my trench coat and called me a bisque. Mr. Bisque, we're getting reports of a crack team trying to stop you in the past. Jeremy L. Kayam, Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Pine Trimister, the timulator is detecting a second time warp, and it's not us. James Delaney, Brains D. Tom Kayam, we can't stop the, we- the wusk heap born alone. We need a hero. We need Brent Black. Really? Him? But will he answer our call? 400 approacheth, all will rise. All will pall. Your mysterious benefactor, Joseph Hegarty. Pentvis come quickly. Paulvin is appearing all over the sodding time screen. What do we do? Window cleaners stole my apricots. Now kiss me, kiss me passionately and lovingly like it was our last day on in this world, Daddy. Jimmy, you're right. The Bisque Avengers are coming along nicely, but we're a bit too safe for work. We need... Alex NSFW. Carl, not only are you immune to jumbling, but your bone marrow seems to reverse jumbulation. We have to harvest you. Nikki H. Cracking the digital mainframe? That doesn't mean anything, Davey. Why don't you just try a forgotten password request? Riley! Matt, here's a pitch. The podcast in which we pitch movie ideas at each other. Aiden M.W. Tom, by Jove, you've cracked it. Send it to the podcast printy press thing and get us on Spotify. Uh, so, a new one in there. Yeah, yeah, got a new one in there. So, w- welcome welcome Riley to the to the uh, Bisque Avengers. Yes, um, and <laughs> the Bisque Avengers. <laughs> looking forward to seeing if, if, if that name changes at any point. <laughs> <laughs> to contribute to the ongoing narrative. Yes, yes. So, we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award. Uh, this award is given to someone who's just given us a title based around the existing title. Just had a bit of fun with it. Yep. Uh, this one we've given to Ross this week. Uh, oh, Ross yeah. Originals. Who's given us Beauty and the Bistro. <laughs> I like it, though. I like it as well. So, until next time, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. <laughs> <laughs>